Hey, it's Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Redefined Church Podcast. I'm so glad that you're taking part of your day to join us. I hope this message challenges you. I hope that it inspires you. But more importantly, I hope that it helps you grow spiritually. If you want to be a part of what we're doing here at Redefined Church, you can always support us by going to liveredefined.com forward slash give. I hope you enjoy today's message. So today we are talking about why, starting a new series, Start With Why, and we were going to go a different direction with this and start with the church, but really the church is a body of believers. So before we can talk about the body, we have to talk about the individuals. I'm going to use a lot of my um, experience here, what God's revealed to me in my life, and so I hope that you'll uh, go on the journey with me as we as we go. And so this changed my life. Starting with why changed my life. I used to see things very different, a lot opposite. As a matter of fact, the exact opposite. And so for the last 10 plus years of my life, I've been living and asking myself this question, and it's changed everything for me. It's changed everything. And so have you ever asked yourself, why did, why did God put me here? Do you find yourself in a, in a place or a position where you're like, you're struggling a little bit, you really don't like it? Do you think, well, God just must have put me here to build my character so I can just have great character? That's not really the answer, but that's what we're diving into today. Why? Why are you here? Start. We want to start 2021 with why. In uh, Proverbs 14, 12, the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. And what you see here is, is when our way is a what, and it's disconnected from God, it's out of the will of God, it, it leads or ends in a bad way. It ends in a bad way, it ends in death. And so if it's disconnected from God's will, God's will being Matthew chapter 6, which says your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as is in heaven. We tend to want God's will done all around us. And we tend to want God's will done in our favor to benefit us. But when we talk about God's will being done inside of us, that's where we struggle a little bit. And we feel like we lose control, right? And it's really just a lack of obedience on our part. We're not talking about it today. But what we should be asking for every single day is for God's will to happen in our life every day as it does or as it will in heaven. And so as Western culture has changed, we've assumed that as believers, what we do is who we are. And so if I claim to be this denomination or this religion, or if I go to this church, then we do this because we are that. And what I want you to know today is God's not concerned with your what's. He didn't put you here to do something. He put you here to be somebody. Okay? And, and when, you're, uh, when your what is tied to, um, tied to religion, it gets met with some resistance, right? So if you have kids, um, you know this. Um, as Western culture has changed and, and we've, we've tied um, our religion with what we do and, and, and that, that's kind of a what, it's not who, um, we say, well, because I believe this, this is what I do. Because we go here, we do this, right? And, and this is just what you do when you come to our church, right? And so then when the religious what is introduced in the very beginning, it's met with some resistance. And this happens when we're younger, right? How come I don't want to? Why do we have to go there, right? Do I have to? You're making me. And so then why can't I just sit with you? You've got all that before, right? And it's met with that resistance because what we're having our kids do is, is still attached to a why. They still have whys in them that have not been defined. And so then the question gets asked, right? 
Why do we have to do X, Y, and Z? Why do we have to go to church? And the re response is normally, because I said so. Well, because your dad said so. Or because your grandma's waiting for us. Or because this is what we've always done. This is what we do. Now get in the car, right? And those are not the whys that our kids are looking for. And those are not the whys that you originally started going for either. And so as we get older and more disconnected from our why, right, religion, our relationship with God tends to be something that we just need to get out of the way. I just got to get that out of the way. Make sure I get that done. Get that box checked, right? Because it's just become what we do. It's just become what we do. And what we all need to understand is God does not want our what's. He's not concerned with our what's. The people that God put on the face of the earth are whose. And their why leads to their what. Their why leads to their what. If you want to see your why, there's a great uh, description of it in Psalms 139. You can find it there. We're going to go full screen. We're going to read this together. This is David. David was a man after God's own heart. And this is, this, the, the title of this uh, chapter is The All-Knowing, Ever-Present God. It's super powerful. And this is a great description of your why, because I think we can all relate to David, right? It says this. We're going to go full screen. Let's read this together. Lord, I'm in the Holman, by the way. Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know, you know when I sit down and when I stand up. You understand my thoughts from far away. You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know all about it. You have encircled me. You have placed your hand on me. This extraordinary knowledge is beyond me. It is lofty. I am unable to reach it. Where can I escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I live in the eastern horizon or sit on the western limits, even there your hand will lead me. Your right hand will hold on to me. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light around me will be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night shines like the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. For it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know this very well. It means he knows it to be true. My bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. Intentionality. God, how difficult your thoughts are for me to comprehend how vast their sum is. If I counted them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I wake up, I am still with you. This tells us that God's plan for us, that God's plan for you is more elaborate and has greater depth than we can comprehend. Now let's relate to David here. God, if only you would kill the wicked, you bloodthirsty men, stay away from me, who invoke you deceitfully, your enemies swear by you falsely. Lord, don't I hate who don't I hate those who hate you and detest those who rebel against you? He's saying here, don't I? Come on, man. Don't I? I hate them with extreme hatred. I consider them my enemies. Now let's finish up. This is how I finish every morning. Search me, God, know my heart, test me, and know my concerns. See if there's any offensive way in me, lead me in the everlasting way. And so today, today I want to address how far we've gotten away from this, how we can get back to it, back to our why, and how we can move forward in it, how you can move forward in it. And so if you have your notebook, um, we're going to take some notes. I'm going to draw. We're going we're gonna to be artists today. I'm going to draw just a little bit. 
and then um, we're gonna take some notes. And so let's start by drawing a bullseye, and I'm gonna call this the YI. One, because it rhymes, I think you might remember it if we do that. And so then very, cent uh, very center needs to be a circle. It's gonna be the smallest circle, and inside of that circle, you're going to write the word Y, okay? The second circle is gonna be a lot bigger. And in that one, you're gonna write the word how. And then the third and final circle I mean, those are pretty solid circles, okay? You're gonna write the word what? You're gonna write the word what? And so what you have is what, how, and why, and understand the typical direction of these things to be outside, outside in, okay? And so today we're discussing why, but more importantly, we're discussing why you. Tyler's why me. We want to make this personal. This should be personal. This is what I ask myself. Why me? As little kids, we ask why all the time, right? There are whys for whys with kids. Well, why? Well, because, why? Because, and they're just gathering and learning. And what used to frustrate me, I find just fascinating now. And I'm so excited to get to do it again with Axton. Or whys for whys. But as adults, we don't have time to ask why 78 times. So just ask, what? What do you need me to do? Okay? What do you need me to do? <laughs> What we knew as kids and what we lose along the way is our why helps us understand what. The why helps us understand the what. Matter of fact, our why fuels our what. And we get that in our youth, right? If you're still in school, you get this. And if you're an adult now, you forgot this. You forgot this. In our youth, we were mesmerized by why. Man, why? Why added so much depth. It brought so much clarity. It gives so much understanding to the what. The why gives so much understanding. Why wins our loyalty. We are attracted to why, right? And whatever why we love the most got all of our attention, right? And so as adults, why rarely crosses our minds anymore. Our first thoughts tend to be, what? I gave you one of them earlier, but the others are, um, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What are you doing? What's going to happen? Right? And then after we ask ourselves all those questions, all those what's, right? We feel responsible for solving them. So we carry them around. <laughs> we carry all this around. And we understand why people won't relate to us or people understand all that we're carrying. And it's because we're creating what's. Creating what's. And so, today my challenge for you, moving forward, you write this down. Start everything you do by asking yourself why. If you will just do this, if you will ask yourself why, you're going to save yourself a lot of headaches. Okay? You're going to solve a lot of problems and you're going to save a lot a lot of money if you'll just say why why am i buying this car again why are we why are we doing this again why when you get to the why you get to the root and so um and when you get to the why the why's to your what what you need to understand is the reason it's going to solve you solve a lot of problems for you is the why's to your what come from comparisons to others most of the time not all the time but most of the time 
They come from not being who God's called you to be or being in his will for your life. And so because your whys are tied to what's, and really it's a desired result, the result you want is tied to what you're doing and not to what God wants for you or who God's called you to be, you are frustrated. And so if you just ask yourself why every time, you're going to be in a lot better shape. By the way, uh, I'm going to challenge you a little bit today. Please know that I've lived this. I've lived this, and I'm never going to lead you somewhere, teach you something, or share something with you that I haven't experienced myself. I'm not real comfortable about what I'm sharing with you today, but I believe it's the best way you're going to grab a hold of it. It's going to add the most value. It's going to bring the most life. It's going to help you move forward spiritually, and so that's why I'm sharing it. Plus, you're going to get to know a little bit more about me, which is just awesome, right? And so start everything you do by asking why, because when you do, it's going to make a tremendous difference. Here's why. I want to think about um, not just famous people, not just popular people, but think about great people in history. From Jesus to today, the great people in history who stand out, the influential, um, not even powerful people, just those influential people who stand out. Who stands out to you? If I would say, hey man, pick one person like that was uh, super influential or you were inspired by, like pick one person. Why do you pick them? Why do you pick that person? And then what do you remember about them? Because maybe you knew them personally, but chances are you, you didn't, okay? So what do you remember about them? Why do you remember them? And you might think that you remember them because of what they did, but it's really why. You really remember them because of their why. I'm going to give you three examples. I could list hundreds, by the way starting from creation, you know I'm going to end with Jesus. And so uh, John F. Kennedy, even after he passed away, which was terrible, a terrible act, even after John F. Kennedy passed away, we still put somebody on the moon because he was so compelled. He had such a strong why that we could not let it go, that we followed through as American people afterwards. Martin Luther King had such a strong why the movement still exists today. It is more alive today than it ever has been, which is amazing. He believes so much in equality and justice for the human race that it still goes today. Why? Why? That's it. Why? Jesus Christ came to the earth, lived a sinless, perfect life. Why? We are attached to the why, not what they did. All three of the men that I listed spoke great messages, gave amazing, gave amazing messages. It's not about a speech. It's about why. They had something in their heart. And the way they operated was from here out. Right? And so then, let's find your why. Let's find your why. The why, are you taking notes? The center, why. The middle, how. The exterior, what? I'm going, to start with, I'm going to start with why. No pun intended. The why is small to hit. It's small. It's tiny. It's hard to focus on. It's easy to get distracted by everything else that's going here, especially playing darts, right? And so um, it's easy to give up on. It's easy to give up on this why because it's so small. It's so hard to hit. The bullseye is always hard to hit, right? Let's go to the middle. The middle is your how. How tends to get most of the attention. How tends to be the way that we climb the proverbial ladder that we get better, that we make more money, that we gain status. This is how. How. Man, if I can just get better at my how, 
I'll get there, right? That's false. Okay? <laughs> That's false. And the outside circle is what? What? What's are automatic? It's always there. You can close your eyes and throw and hit a what, right? What's are automatic? They're always there. And our what tends to be who we identify ourselves as. I'm a lawyer. What do you do? And what tends to be who? What and who are totally different. We're not really talking about the day, but they do have a lot in common. Matter of fact, I think I'm just going to put that up here. These are two totally different things. But so many times we get them mixed up and we think they are the same. And so I'm going to set them there. And even a follower, like, what are you? I'm a follower. No, no, no. Who, that's who you are. You're a follower. You're a human being, right? And so let's define the YI. We're going to start outside now. Now we're going to work our way back to the middle. If you're taking notes, hang with me. I'm going to slow this down just a little bit. What? Every single person in the world can tell you what they do. Regardless of where they live, uh, how much money they make, what their title is, their position, their responsibilities, they can tell you what, and they can even tell you in great detail about the what, right? Everybody can describe that. Because we are people of what? As we get older, and because how culture is, and because we're busy, man, we love what's. We love what's, okay? What's are easy to identify. Even if you don't have a what, it doesn't take you very long to come up with a what. Well, what do we need to do next? Hmm. Done. Here's what we're doing, right? And so, what's tend to identify us? That's not what we want them to do. But our what's also have an order. There's a priority to them, right? And if we're being honest, our spiritual what's tend to be on the bottom of the stack or the bottom of the list, right? And so then, what you need to understand today or what we need to remember is, is we are spiritual beings first, and we identify as whose. We identify as soon as we are human beings, not what's doing something, okay? At least not in this church, right? So, how? We're going to go to the, the middle here. Most people know how they do what they do. They at least can grasp the, the big rocks. Why well, do this, this, and this, right? And so most people know the how. We call this the process. Most people know the process, and they know what they need to do in the process to get better, to gain ground, to make more money etc. The less people know about the how, the less people know about the how, the less, uh, the less likely they like what they're doing, right? The less they like their what, which means they are more disconnected from their why, right? Because how's, how's explain the what, but how's also explain something different or better. And so how tends to be how we sell people. Well, you should come to my church because we don't have to do that over here. You should come to my church because we wear jeans. You should come to my church because we play drums. You should come to my church because we still do it the old way. You should come to my church because our communion's like this. Oh, don't go to their church because they don't do this, right? I'm using church because that's kind of where I live right now. But We use hows to create division, make it better, or make it different, right? That's how hows explain. And because we use hows to explain things, we tend to think that hows are the decision maker. Well, okay, that's how that works. Yeah, let's do that. And hows tend to be the reasons that lead to our decisions, but the how is not the root of it, right? And so those who know their how, let's go to the other side. If you don't know your how, you're likely not to like your what. Now, when you love your what, you really like your how. You like your how so much that you like to talk about it, okay? 
And if they like to talk about it so much, they're passionate about their house, which means they're probably in the vicinity of their why or they're, re- or they're in it or they're in their why and they just don't know it. That happens. That happens. And you realize when you know your how, hows are closer to, closer to whys than what's are, right? And so you are just a little bit closer. Now let's go to the last one. Oh, hows, the thing you need to know about the how is hows do not make your decisions for you. Hows do not make your decisions. Well, how's that work? Okay, like that. Go with that. No, 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 no. No, it's not it. Okay? Stay with me. Why? Very few people can think, act, or communicate why they do what they do. Very few people. We're talking a limited number. And the problem with that is we often confuse why with the result. Okay? And we have in our mind that why is really... uh, the desired result. And so then our why is to make money, to go on vacation, to buy that new car, to move over here, to take that big trip, to start that new business. And really your why and the desired result are two different things. And so you cannot treat them the same. Our why is not tied to a result. It's tied to your purpose, your cause, your belief. Okay? Your why is tied to your purpose, your cause, or your belief. It's not tied to result. A result's a result. If, if you're tied to result, it's going to be empty in the end, right? And so, and when you know this, when you know that your why is tied to your cause, it answers a lot of questions. It answers why you do what you do. It answers why you get up in the morning. It answers why you get up this morning, right? And so, what you need about the why, what you need to know about the why I, right? Bullseye, why I, are you with me? Almost everybody, almost everybody communicates and approaches life from this point in. Okay? That's where we're at. They start with a what. They create some hows. Okay? And then they fail. And they're discouraged. And so they quit. And then once they're motivated again, they do it again. And they come back and they start some, create a what. Start some hows. Okay? and then. And they're, they're trying to get to the, but they can't. Why? Because they lose focus. And, and when you start like that, you end up feeling like you're beating your head against the wall, which is what I felt for two years here. Because when I got here, even though I've been living like this for a long time, I got here without any relationship, without knowing anybody, without anything that I was familiar with, super uncomfortable, culture shock, you name all those things. And when I got here, I thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And, and I lived there for a while. And so getting out of that, it's easy. What, I was looking for something that I knew. And so what is easy? It's easy to start with what. It's the clearest. It's the closest. I can close my eyes and hit what. I can create a what. Right? And why tends to be the hardest because it's the farthest away. It's smaller. It's unclear. It's hard to get there. It's really hard to get there. It takes work. It takes intentionality. It takes intentionality. And so it will always be, why is always going to be hard to get to when it's third on the list? If, I, if I'm trying to identify my why, but I start with what, this is always going to be hard to identify because you're trying to tie your what's and your how's to a why, if that makes sense. And so that will never be clear. This why is always going to be off and it's always going to be a result. Well, it's because we want this result. When really, if you'll start with your why, it will lead to a great how, which will lead to a great what, which will change the world, okay, or impact your office, or change your house, or whatever, 
okay? And so then if it's identified last, you, it, it, it'll never be a real why. It's always going to be a desired result. And so this happens a lot in exercise, right? We want a desired result. So we do what? We exercise. How? The way everybody else is doing it. They made a machine for that. So we just go, right? But without purpose and intentionality and periodization and nutrition and hydration and rest, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. And so then, there's your, there's your first of your nugget for all you exercise exercisers, right? And, you know, it does happen in exercise, but it happens everywhere else too. It happens in business. It happens in leadership. It happens in sports. It happens um, in ministry. It happens personally. It happens. We adopt a what, and, and for some reason, we get lost between the what and the why, and we can't figure it out, right? And so in ministry, I'm, I'm going to live here because in ministry, the struggle is we create a new what, right? And we're like, all right, now, this is what we're going to do. And right now, we're trying to clarify and simplify because we're going to be meeting in person again real soon. And so we're trying to figure out how do we keep this maintainable, sustainable, and meet in person. And so we create a new what? We expect a different result, right? But all we really accomplish is adding more work. We created a new thing for that same person to do. So their load's a little bit heavier and they're walking around like we talked about. They're trying to solve these problems and we get tired of it and we get bored. And it was fun to create that what? And it's really cool to say, what, do, you know what all, do you know what all we do? When the reality is, is you can do as much as you want, but if you're not doing anything well, if you're doing everything, you're doing nothing, right? And so then, um, you get in, in it, the, the reality is you get exhausted. You just get exhausted. Well, you know what we need to do? We need to do something else. We should be doing this. Well, they're doing that, so we should do that. Well, they're doing that, and they're seeing these results, so we should do that. Well, when you adopt that what without the why, you're not going to get those results, so you can't think that you are, if that makes sense. And so um, you get tired running that race and adopting those whys. Why? Because you start with what? Because you start with what? And that's not where you start, right? And so think about the great people in history that we talked about earlier, right? The person that you have in mind. Think about the people who inspire you, who've created change, who've done something great in the world. How did they do it? How'd they do it? They started with why. They started with why. They think, act, and communicate from the inside out. They start with why. So for just over 10 years, I've been leading my life this way, starting with why. My why is rooted in the gospel. I'm going to share that with you here in just a second. My why is rooted in the gospel. And because my why is rooted in the truth, in the Bible, my hows are concrete. I believe in them so much. I believe in my house so much. That it's just like, dang, he's super confident. Not, I'm confident in this. Okay, I'm confident in this. And so for years, I've had people asking me, hey, I, I'm, I'm starting to exercise program. What should I do? Hey, um, oh, you, you help do that or you can do that. Hey, can you help us do that? What should I do? Churches, ministries, you name it. Hey, what should we do? What should we do? What should we do? And I've only had one pastor ever. Say, why? Why? Well, why are you doing that? Because I want to know that this is the result. I see the result. Why are you doing that? And in all of that, uh, most of the time we chase what's. And so as you get asked what, 
what, what should I do? What should I be doing for this? What should I be doing for this? You know, we get asked all the time, well, what are you doing with your kids? What are you doing with your kids? Because we need to do that with our kids. What are you doing in your marriage? None of your business, right? But no, for real. What are you doing in your marriage? What are you and Heather doing? How? Like, how, how are you doing that? Which is a great question. But it has to be rooted in why. It has to be rooted in why. Because every time you adopt a what without a why, it's going to be empty. It's not going to work. Every time you adopt a what without a why, it will fail. It doesn't matter how great the what is. Well, that's a really great what. You guys are doing that. You do that. They're doing that. That's amazing. We're going to do that too. It will fail because you don't have the why, the vision, the heart. You don't have what they have. And so to, to adopt it, to rebrand it, doesn't make any sense because you don't have the why. A what is empty without a why. This is normally the frustration that you feel when the amazing what that you adopt does not work the way you saw it working. Well, you guys were doing it. And when you guys were doing it, you were doing this. And it was happening like this. We tried it. We can't even get it off the ground. You're missing something. You're missing something. You start everything here. This is where everything starts. This is how I learned that my life is not about what I do. It's about who I'm here for. It's my why. My life's not about what I do. It's who I'm here for. And if I will focus on my why, the hows and the whats will take care of themselves. It's like Matthew 22, 37, 9. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Love your neighbor yourself. If you do these two things, you'll find that everything else takes care of itself. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first, what's my why? The kingdom of God. And all these things will be added to you. We are cooking with gas right now, okay? This is the process of how I learned, how I learned that my life is not about what I do. And so, when I got two years ago, here two years ago and I got stuck on the what, it took me a, a minute to remember, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. What I do is not going to matter here. It is, it is who I am and my why. It's about my why, and I had to get back to that. And so that time was just so awesome. And so everything that we do here is going to be, everything that you do in your life is going to be because of who you are, not what you do. You've heard that, well, it's not, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's who you are. It's who you are. The best way to talk you or to walk you through this is to share mine with you. And so I'm going to do that. I'm not fired up about it. <laughs> But, uh, but I think it's going to be good. And so let's, uh, let's jump in. My why is to bring life and add value to people. Ten years ago, my why is to bring life and add value to people, right? And so if I'm going to bring life and add value to people, if that's my why, okay, I'm going to try to write big too. Remember, the great ones, hardly anybody starts from here out. We all start here in, right? But you are to start from your why and work your way out, okay? And so then, bring life and add value to people. Okay, that's pretty general. Who? Wife. Kids. Family. 
friends, others, which is the church. Bring life and add value. You hear me say this all the time. My why is to get a who to a where. Don't we say that at Redefined Church? Our why is to get a who to a where. So get a who or why is to get a who to a where. Heaven. Heaven. So who then? Wife, kids, family, friends, others. And we are the church, the body, the body of believers, right? So then how, Dusty? That's great that you just said that. How do you do that? Three things. There's, these are my three hows. You have to identify your why. So my why is to bring life and add value. Now listen, we've talked about who God says you are. We've talked about, we've talked about everything. And we're going to go deeper into why this series. So if this one's not your cup of tea, you need to stay here because we're going to talk why church next week. Okay? So then, we've talked all that. You have to start with why because a how without a why is just as bad as a what without a why. Okay? And so my hows are very simple. Matthew 22, 37 through 39. That just happens to be the cornerstone scripture of our church. Love, it's relationship. Okay? It's why we say, and we'll talk about this next week, to live in real relationships. To live in real, my how is the why of redefined church. Spoiler alert. And so how? Relationships. Okay? Uh, the other thing is First uh, Timothy 4.12, which is be an example. And then Matthew, I think it's Matthew 5.16. 5.16? Yeah. Light. Light of the world. Be a light wherever you go. How do you add value or, or bring life and add value to people? How do I do that? I live in real relationships. I'm an example everywhere I go, even if I have to use words, and I bring light. Yep, that's pretty good. Okay, there's my how. Now listen, if you want to steal these and take them, great, you got them. Own them. Because if you adopt a what or a how without a why, you're missing it. Okay? And if you would say, I'm introverted and I like sitting in the dark without anybody around me, your, your why is probably not to bring life and add value. Okay? And so, uh, there are my hows. So then what do I do? What do I do? Embrace this. I follow Jesus. I'm a husband to Heather. I'm a dad to four of them. I'm a 4K dad, four kids, okay? I'm a brother. Um, I'm a son. <laughs> I'm a friend. Okay. Now what I want you to see in all these is I'm a pastor in every one of those positions. Because my why is to bring life and add value to people. Okay. And so if I'm doing that, what I want you to see is my why ties to my how, which fuels my what. And what's really great about this is all of these are who's. I have not wrote down one thing to do here. Who, who, <laughs> sorry, who, 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 who. Bring life and add value to people. How do you do that? Why does it get a who to a where? 
everywhere. How do we do that? Relationship, be an example, be a light. What? Be a better follower of Jesus. Be a great husband. Amen, Heather. Be a great dad. Be a good brother, son, friend, pastor, etc. And what you see in all of these, this is about who you are. My life is not about what I do. It's about who I am and who I am to these people. And what you see in all this is the church encompasses all these. Because we are the church, body believers, right? And so then, it's who I am. It's who I am, not what I do that makes a difference. And that's where we lose it. That's where we lose it. What do you mean lose it? We lose it because we overlook two things. We think about the what and the physical. We think what and physical, right? And we forget that 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, And the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly. May your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus. And so that we know that we're three parts whole. And we tend to lean into, it's the same thing I did. We lean into the physical. Physical, man. Let's just get, let's get physical, right? We tend to lean into the, into the physical. And we overlook the spiritual and we overlook the emotional side. And so let's get back to the how. So then how, Dusty, if, if, I've, if I'm, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to live three parts whole, if I'm going to live a balanced life, which I live balanced, starts every day personally, we live balanced lives as Otis's. We're teaching our kids to live balanced life. What do you mean balance? We're going to be balanced in those three areas. So you're three parts whole. You're not one part whole. When one part's thriving and the other two are suffering, you're suffering. When you live balanced, life is, is harmonious. And so then you need to find and identify where you need to get healthy. You need to get healthy emotionally. You need to start seeing a counselor. You need to start talking to a friend. You need to start going to a small group, whatever you're going to do, regroup, whatever. Do that. You need to get spiritually healthy, commit to a daily chair time. You need to get physically healthy, okay? Start taking some, stop staying so late at work and start exercising. Start walking, do something. Create some activity outside. Get your mind off work all the time, right? And so we're back to the how. We're talking about living life balanced. How do we do that? So this is like, this would be like my how B, right? This is how, these are how A's. A1, A2, A3 for fun. This will be how B. I'm going to stay connected spiritually. Okay. You see that, Wyatt? Stay connected spiritually. General, that's very general. What do you mean? With God, with my wife, with my kids, right? With my friends. Family the church. I'm going to stay connected spiritually. We'll talk this next week. I'm going to get involved emotionally. This is a toughie right here. General statement, right? With who? With God. Wasn't David emotional with God when he talked about hating those people who hated him? Yeah, we're going to get emotional with God, with our wife, Men tend to struggle with getting emotional because we're taught not to cry our whole lives and toughen up and suck it up and all that stuff. You want to have a conversation? I've been through all that. We can talk, okay? God, wife, with my kids, and guess what? Even with myself, which is tough. That means you got to give yourself permission to get emotional, okay? Now, and then I exercise consistently. 
So then, I haven't always done that. Matter of fact, my transition to ministry really changed my priorities. We had to focus on our family a lot when I got here. And so that got shelved for a while. And so here's my hope for you today. My hope for you today is that you would see God's will as the same for you. And what I don't overlook is this. Don't think that I don't know it's a struggle for you to stay connected spiritually to all these people and with God. I know it is. I know it is. And when we lean out of that, we're not spiritually healthy. We're not spiritually healthy. And we're not leading spiritually well. Don't think I don't know that it's not hard to get involved emotionally with people. That can be draining. Okay? But here's the problem. If you're not healthy emotionally, you're not healthy. And so then, and the reality is when I get involved emotionally with these people, I have to be real. I have to be real. I have to take my front down and show you that I'm not perfect. That the exhausting front that I put on, you know, every day when we're together, it's, uh, it's, it, it's not real. We all know that anyways. We all know that. Nobody's perfect. We have to be real when we do this, and that's a struggle. That's a struggle. And that's going to come with time and prayer, okay? And so then, what I hope today is that you can see that God's will for your life is similar. Is similar. I can't tell you how to, how. I can't give you a how today. And I can't tell you what you need to adopt right now. I can't give you those things right now because it's going to take time with you sitting with God. It's going to take time with you sitting with God because God's will for your life is not a blueprint. It's not an exact, it's a game plan. The game plan's here, okay? And we treat it like I have to do X, Y, and Z, and I have to do them on these days at this time. And if not, God's going to be upset with me. And he's not. God knows you're not perfect. He knows that you're going to take a left when he said to take a right. He knows that you're going to go when he told you to stay, right? It's called the power of choice. It's what makes us all unique individuals. If not, we'd all be robots doing the exact same thing at the exact same time. It would not be freedom. It would not be called the human race. We'd be robots. There wouldn't be a need for anything. Jesus would not have needed to come because we'd all be perfect, making the exact, the right decision at the exact time, etc. You have the power of choice. God knew that. God gave that to you. It's a freedom. It's a right. And what he wants is your heart, right? He wants your willing obedience in that. And so he knows all that. That's why he gave you this. And so these might not be your whys, hows, and whats. They might not be. I would hope and I believe that our why as a human race is to get a who to a where is to get people to heaven because that's the commission. That's why we exist. That happens first through relationships, right? And so then every game plan is going to work. Every game, every play that's ever been scripted on any game plan, regardless of sport, is designed to work. It's been prepared. There's been deep thought and all kinds of stuff that goes into it. It will work. You just have to trust it. You just have to trust it. And so then your action step today is this. Simple. Sit with God this week. As you start 2021, a brand new year, sit with God. Go through what you believe about who he is and why he sent Jesus, not what he did. When you look at God and think, well, he's going to do this. Well, what about all those things he did in the Old Testament? Jesus came. That's why it's called the Old Testament. And now we have an example and a life to follow, a way to follow. So don't look at what God did because we were ignorant, okay? 
Look at who he sent. Okay? Look at who he is. Look at why he sent Jesus this week. Use Psalms 139 as an example. And believe that God wants the best for you. He wants John 10.10 for your life. Believe that. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope that it challenged you and that you'll take steps this week to have a greater faith and to go deeper in your relationship with God. If you want to know more about what's happening here at Redefine Church, you can visit us online at liveredefine.com. Follow us on social media at Redefine Church or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.